Welcome to day three of our 21 day pelvic health challenge. I'm excited to be here. And I just want to let you guys know that today should be a bit quicker of a recording than the previous two days of the challenge. And hopefully this is going to be a bit more in line with the length that I'm hoping it to be of future challenge days. I think I just apparently had a whole lot to say about the challenge in general and about mindset and gratitude. So I'll try not to drone on as much in future episodes, because I really do want it to be realistic that you guys can fit it in your day and it doesn't have to be this big thing. So something you can listen to while you're just going on a quick walk or as you're, you know, relaxing at the end of your day or really wherever else we listen to podcasts, which can be in the midst of the craziness of the day. But again, I just want it to be short and sweet for you. So today we're talking about breathing and we're talking about the importance of breath and breathing when it comes to our pelvic health. And any of those of you who have maybe come and seen me, if you're local to Kingston, who have seen me for pelvic floor physio, this is going to absolutely be a refresher because this is something that I talk about with literally every person that comes in the door with me because it's so important. So for those of you who are listening, who have seen me, uh, you know, Glad you're here listening to this refresher. You might be familiar with it, like I said, but sometimes you might pick something else up or or just be reminded of something that you forgot. So maybe good to still listen in. And for those of you who haven't seen me, I hope you learned something and realize the huge value and importance of breath when it comes to our pelvic health. Because the truth is our pelvic floor and our diaphragm It is very, very linked. And usually when we start to see any sort of dysfunction or issues or symptoms that start to happen, we see that this relationship isn't functioning as it should be. Now, I'm not saying that we know kind of what comes first. It's a little bit of the chicken or the egg. So is there something going on with the relationship of that breath that could cause pelvic floor dysfunctions? Sure, absolutely. But could the flip side also be true? Absolutely. So we don't necessarily know the order that this happens, but we know that it's incredibly important to restore that relationship and restore how those two major groups of muscles, how, or how the diaphragm and the pelvic floor muscles function together. So if we're breaking down a breath, I'm going to give you guys a real basic anatomy lesson here. When you guys take a breath in, or when we take a deep breath in, what happens is our diaphragm engages and when it engages, it actually lowers. Now that lowering changes the pressure of our abdomen and causes our pelvic floor to respond and to relax, which means both the diaphragm and the pelvic floor are descending. Then as we breathe out, diaphragm relaxes and it rises. Pelvic floor comes with it as it contracts. The big thing to remember here is we call it a piston breath because those two things are just always married together, right? Diaphragm engages, pelvic floor relaxes, diaphragm relaxes, pelvic floor contracts, and they move just like a piston. And this means that if we're looking specifically at the pelvic floor, this means that your pelvic floor essentially looks a bit like a jellyfish all day, relaxing, contracting, relaxing, contracting, and moving in that fashion as we breathe throughout the day. What you guys can't see is I'm actually making a jellyfish motion with my hands. So maybe I need to start videoing these instead of just doing the audio recording. So you can, you can see that, uh, that beautiful <laughs> visual that I'm giving you. But again, so those muscles are relaxing and contracting throughout the day. But 
if we're not breathing well, or we're not breathing and using our diaphragm, that external cueing or that external force isn't there. And that oftentimes means that our pelvic floor, instead of relaxing and contracting throughout the day, it just kind of stays still and doesn't move. And this could mean it's potentially living in a state of what we call hypertension or, or hypertonicity where those muscles are tense and not in a relaxed state. Or it could be living in a state that is in a weakened or lengthened state, but not really able to fully engage and be used. Either way, we know that without the proper diaphragmatic breath, our pelvic floor just doesn't move as it should. And it's not moving in coordination with the other muscles around it, namely that diaphragm. And so we can absolutely consciously train this, but we can also really focus on restoring a really good breathing pattern because that's essentially going to make the pelvic floor or help the pelvic floor do what it's supposed to without having to actively think about it. I'm a big proponent if you've ever come see me. I don't want you to have to think about your pelvic floor every day, all day. I don't want you to have to think about every breath you take. I don't want you to have to think about anything in such detail, right? I want to teach you, maybe at the beginning we have to focus on it, but I want to teach you how to ensure that your muscles are doing what the heck they are supposed to be doing when you're not actually consciously thinking of it. So you never have to pay mind to it and it doesn't have to take up space in your brain. So that's how that breath works. A piston breath, diaphragm engages, pelvic floor relaxes and vice versa. Really, really important. And one of the things that we, like I said, find in dysfunction isn't happening. And so when it comes to both optimizing our pelvic health, just in general, whether we don't have any issues or not, or in treating it, Training the breath and creating a breathing pattern that ensures this is happening is the best place to start. And so a quick little trick to see kind of where you land on this or if you're how your breathing mechanics are, obviously you can go see someone, you can um, work with a physio, work with someone who knows what they're talking about in terms of breathing patterns. That's your option number one. But you can also just do a little quick test on yourself and see what's going on. And what I always say is take your hand. So take one hand and you're going to place it on your chest. Okay. And then you're going to take the other hand and you're going to place it low on your abdomen. And then you're going to say you're lying down. So you're going to lie down. You're going to take a nice big breath in. And I want you to pay attention to what hand is moving more. Is it your chest or is it the hand on your belly? And I want you to do this with a pretty natural breath. And then with a big, deep breath. What kind of the science tells us or what we know and what we talk about in physio school and, and kind of in all the, the courses and everything is that in an ideal world, your diaphragm would be doing about 70% of your breathing and then your chest only about 30%. So that means that the hand on your belly should be the one that's rising a lot more than the hand on your chest. And if that's not the case, that's going to tell you that, you know, your diaphragm isn't moving or engaging and being used as much as you want. And a lot of your breath is coming from kind of other muscles. 
Now you can also do this in different positions. So you can check in sometimes people lying down on their back, kind of in more of that relaxed position, they find that they do great diaphragmatic breathing, but if you're sitting up or standing or in different positions, they find that it's a lot tougher. So it is something that you can check in with at various postures or various times in your day to check in, to see what type of breathing you're mostly doing. So once you've answered the question, I'm a chest breather, I'm a diaphragmatic breather, that is something that you can then work on. So let's pretend you're a chest breather and we want to focus a little bit more on being that diaphragmatic breather. So again, laying down, let's bend your knees up. Okay. Put that one hand on your lower belly. You can keep that hand on your chest if you want, or you can drop it. And what you're going to do is you're just going to take a couple nice big breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. And I want you to really focus on letting your belly rise while you breathe in. Okay. So you're going to breathe in and really allow that belly to rise. Another thing that you can add on to this belly rises, and then imagine opening an umbrella with your vagina while you're breathing in. So that's going to help cue that relaxation of the pelvic floor. So it's an inhale, belly rises, vagina opens, exhale. Don't worry about it. Okay. I don't want you guys doing Kegels at this point. So inhale, belly rises, pelvic floor relaxes, and then exhale. This is an ideal breath. And it's something that most of the time we're probably not doing. And so it's something I want you guys to practice. So your homework today, whether you've been following along with me right now, or if you're just listening to this while out with the dog or out with the kids, and maybe you have to practice it a little bit later. My homework for you guys today is to check in, do that self-check, see, are you a chest breather? Are you a diaphragmatic breather? And if you are someone that needs to work a little bit harder on getting that diaphragmatic breath, I'm challenging you guys today to spend a few minutes and practice it. So maybe right before bed, you're lying in bed, you're just going to, you know, put that hand on that lower body and consciously for maybe five minutes, do some breath, work on that breath and try to ensure that you're engaging your diaphragm and your belly is rising with it. Okay. You might find it really relaxing before bed. A lot of times people will tell me that it helps them fall asleep. Um, so it's a, it's something that you can use and it's a nice habit to get into because a, it does help with sleep, helps with relaxation, but it's also going to help with that relationship between the diaphragm and the pelvic floor. The only other thing I'll add is if you are someone who really struggles with this and you find you are not really breathing like this most of the time. I'm a big believer in trying to fit it in a numerous times throughout the day in a relatively easy way. So it doesn't feel like a daunting task, um, but adding it into your day a little bit more often. So it be can become a little bit easier and it can become your norm. Think of it. I always liken it to posture. Think of it as pretend you have poor posture, or maybe you do have poor posture. If you correct that posture, a lot of the times, five seconds later, you'll be back in that poor posture because you won't be thinking of it, right? But if you spend a couple of weeks where you correct it enough, then eventually you're going to just live in that nice posture and you're not going to have to think about it nearly as much. And so same kind of thing can happen with your breath. Right now, it might take a whole lot of conscious thought and it might be something that you find really hard to do. But if you kind of, insert it into your day a few times, right? If you take a couple breaths here and there, eventually it's going to get a little bit easier. You're not going to have to think about it as much. And then 
keep working on it. And you might get to the point where that's just how you're naturally going to breathe. And you don't have to consciously think about it at all. So there you guys go. Breathing super, super, super important. I have a video I love to show my clients because I'm just obsessed with it. It's on my Instagram. I'll try to post it in the show notes on the podcast page, but uh, watch the video if you get a chance. It's just really cool to see how much our diaphragm and pelvic floor move with each breath. Really cool to see. Breath, super important, a skill. I encourage you to practice throughout this challenge. And I'm excited to hear what most of you guys say in regards to whether you're chest breathers, belly breathers, um, or if this feels really hard or if this feels easy. Give it a shot and we will chat more tomorrow.